Welcome to the Trucking Market Update on the State of Freight Podcast brought to you by FTR, where we share timely transportation intelligence with you on a weekly basis. The Trucking Market Update is hosted by FTR's Vice President of Trucking, Avery Weiss. As Avery presents the information in the podcast, you can follow along and review the graphs and indicators by downloading the PDF or PowerPoint of the presentation from our podcast landing page. A link to the PDF and PowerPoint is available now at www.ftrintel.com podcast. From there, you can also find past episodes and downloads for the Trucking Market Update, as well as the weekly rail market update with Todd Tronowski and much more. That link again is www.ftrintel.com podcast. Welcome to FTR's weekly Trucking Market Update. I'm Avery Weiss, Vice President of Trucking. This is episode 235 for the week of October 16th, 2023. Before we start, a reminder that you can download a PDF with graphics related to this discussion at www.ftrintel.com podcast. Okay, let's get to the data, starting with diesel prices. The national average price of diesel fell 5.4 cents to $4.44.4 a gallon during the week ended October 16th. This was after a drop of 9.5 cents during the previous week. After 11 straight weeks of increases starting in mid-July, diesel prices have fallen in three of the past four weeks, and during that other week they rose by less than a penny. The net decrease over the past four weeks is just under 19 cents a gallon. Prices were down in all regions, ranging from 2 cents in New England to 8.3 cents on the West Coast, excluding California, where prices were down 5.9 cents. Nationwide, prices were nearly 90 cents a gallon lower than they were a year ago, but there's a wide disparity by region. Everywhere east of the Rockies, prices were down year-over-year at least 90 cents a gallon. In the Rocky Mountain region, they are down about 60 cents. But in California, the average price of diesel is only 38 cents lower than it was a year ago. Based solely on the price of crude, we would not expect much further relief soon. West Texas Intermediate has been volatile, at least by recent standards. But in the past few weeks, it is still trading around the mid $85 per barrel range. That's down from $90 plus in mid-September, but higher than what we were seeing before September. Okay, let's talk about the spot market for truck freight during the week ended October 13th, which is week 41 of the year. Broker-posted spot rates in the truck stop system were already the lowest since July of 2020, and they declined further during the week. Refrigerated spot rates decreased for the sixth straight week, while dry van spot rates posted their sharpest drop in four weeks. Flatbed spot rates ticked up from the prior week's relatively sharp decrease, exceeding refrigerated rates for the first time since late July. Although below the five-year average, rates continue to follow seasonal patterns. Let's look more closely at rates. The total broker-posted rate eased six-tenths of a cent after declining about three and a half cents in the previous week. They were nearly 12% below the same week last year and nearly 5% below the five-year average. Total market rates have decreased in four of the past five weeks, but so far they are moving roughly as expected during the period between Labor Day and Thanksgiving. Dry van spot rates fell nearly 5 cents. Rates were almost 11% below the same week last year and 10% below the five-year average. Those rates are still about 10 cents higher than they were during the recent low, which was the week before the International Road Check Inspection event back in May. Refrigerated spot rates decreased more than 3 cents. They are more than 10% below the same week last year 
and almost 6% below the five-year average. Refrigerated rates are still about 19 cents higher than the recent low in April. Flatbed spot rates ticked up six-tenths of a cent after falling nearly 4.5 cents during the prior week. Rates were nearly 15% below the same 2022 week and more than 3% below the five-year average. Let's look at volume. Total load activity declined nearly 5% after falling more than 6% during the prior week. Volume was more than 14% below the same week last year, more than 25% below the five-year average. Dry van loads fell 5.2% after falling nearly 12% in the previous week. Volume was almost 21% below the same 2022 week and 26% below the five-year average. Refrigerated loads fell nearly 6%. Volume was nearly 29% below the same week last year, nearly 32% below the five-year average. And flatbed loads fell 5.5% after easing nearly 2% in the previous week. Volume was about 5% below the same week last year and nearly 31% below the five-year average. Let's wrap up the weekly data with a look at mortgage rates, which once again rose to the highest level since December of 2000. Rates increased for the fifth straight week, with the average rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage hitting 5.57%, according to Freddie Mac. The organization suggested that ongoing market and geopolitical uncertainty were significant factors in the increases. Rates have been over 7% for several months, and in next week's podcast, we will review residential construction and sales of existing homes and see what that is portending for those segments. Okay, let's look at inflation at consumer and producer levels. We'll start with consumers. Gains in shelter and energy prices kept inflation elevated in September. The consumer price index for all items increased four-tenths of a percent seasonally adjusted following a six-tenth of a percent jump in August. Energy price inflation was not as strong as it had been in August, but shelter inflation was actually a bit stronger. The 12-month change for the CPI held at 3.7%. If we exclude the volatile food and energy sectors, the consumer price index increased three-tenths of a percent, which is the same as it was in August. A variety of goods and services saw increases. Two categories that saw decreases in prices were used cars and trucks and apparel. The 12-month change for the CPI less food and energy eased to 4.1% from 4.4% in August. So one thing we're seeing is that we are sort of coalescing around 4% in both the overall CPI and the CPI less food and energy. That is still two percentage points above the Federal Reserve's target. Now, let's look at pricing in the supply chain. The producer price index for final demand increased a half a percent seasonally adjusted, following slightly larger gains in both July and August. The PPI for final demand goods rose nearly a percent, led by final demand energy. On an unadjusted basis, the index increased 2.2 percent for the 12 months ended in September. That is the largest 12-month change since April. The producer price index for final demand less foods, energy, and trade services increased two-tenths of a percent after a gain of the same magnitude in August. The 12-month change was 2.8%. The producer price indexes for several key materials eased in September as both aluminum and lumber prices showed signs of finally stabilizing after swings during the post-pandemic period. The steel mill products PPI also continued its recent sharp decline. 
The overall producer price index for truck transportation was essentially flat for the second straight month as a marginal decline in the large general freight truckload sector offset gains in LTL and long-distance specialized. The LTL producer price index added nearly a percent to the robust 4.4% in August that presumably was linked to Yellow's shutdown at the end of July. The rail intermodal producer price index rose more than 2% for the second straight month following a steady decline that began in December. The producer price index for freight transportation arrangement or freight brokerage rose nearly 4%, but that was after plunging nearly 10% in August. One other item of note, the PPI for trailers eased just two-tenths of a percent in September. That continues the very slight downward trend that began about a year ago. The trailer PPI is down 2.6% year-over-year, but it is still 42% higher than it was before the pandemic. Okay, let's touch very briefly on vehicle sales. Sales of all automobiles and light trucks increased 2.1% in September to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of $15.7 million. Now, sales are well below the approximately $17 million they were sold in 2019, but they're up more than 14% year-over-year. Okay, let's look at international trade. U.S. imports fell uh, in August, while exports basically held steady. And this is uh, data adjusted for inflation. That Those imports fell 1.9% seasonally adjusted. Real exports ticked up just a tenth of a percent in August. Exports have outperformed imports recently, but imports have held up slightly better year-over-year as of August. Real imports were down 1.8% year-over-year, while real exports were down 2.9%. After generally rising levels this year, Real automotive exports declined 1.8% for the largest decrease since March. However, automotive still leads major sectors in year-over-year comparisons at nearly 12%. Real imports of consumer goods fell more than 3% after a 4.4% increase in July and were down 7.5%. In a reversal of recent weakness, real exports of consumer goods rose 4.8% in August. Automotive exports, which generally have been growing this year, fell 8.4%. However, exports of consumer goods were up just 1% year-over-year, while automotive exports were up more than 14%. Mexico remained the top U.S. trading partner in August, representing more than 16% of all trade. Canada is the leading export market, representing more than 18% of all exports from the U.S. Mexico is the leading import market, accounting for nearly 16% of imports. China was the second largest exporter, the U.S. and the third largest importer. Finally this week, let's look at data from the wholesale sector. Sales for merchant wholesalers in August saw their largest gain since June of last year, but the data for both months, both June 2022 and August of 2023, was distorted by soaring prices for petroleum products. Wholesaler sales rose 1.8%, led by an 8.3% jump in sales of petroleum products, which of course was driven by pricing. Excluding petroleum, sales were basically flat versus July. The largest increase aside from petroleum was in consumer equipment. Inventories eased slightly in August, and the inventories to sales ratio declined to 1.36. Now, we saw distortion in petroleum prices that was affecting the overall sales, We would presume that this would not, however, affect the inventories-to-sales ratio 
since that distortion should affect both sales and inventories. But this data is probably a little volatile, so we'll have to watch it closely. The inventories to sales ratio has fallen significantly over the past couple of months after rising in June to the highest level since the Great Recession, which had certainly raised some worries over uh, the possibility of an inventory correction. But as we saw in August, we really did not see much increase in, in fact, we saw a decrease in inventories and the ratio came down because of stronger sales, which is always a preferable way from a freight transportation standpoint to see that happen. Okay, let's recap some key takeaways for the week. Diesel prices fell again in the latest week. Total spot rates eased slightly as flatbed rates edged higher, but dry van and refrigerated rates were down. Mortgage rates rose to 7.57%. Consumer inflation was elevated in September. Energy prices fueled producer-level inflation. LTL added to its August gains in pricing. Vehicle sales rose in September. Real imports fell in August, while exports held steady. And wholesale inventories tightened in August. Next week, we will dig into data on industrial production and manufacturing output, retail and food service sales, residential construction, and sales of existing homes. Plus, of course, we'll recap the week in diesel prices and the spot market for truck freight. That's it for FTR's Trucking Market Update, episode 235 for the week of October 16th, 2023. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we hope you will join us next week. That's it for this week's Trucking Market Update on the State of Freight podcast. You can find more publicly available State of Freight content and download the PDF and PowerPoint of today's presentation by going to www.ftrintel.com podcast. FTR is the leader in freight transportation forecasting in North America, providing consistently reliable reports for trucking, rail, and intermodal transportation, as well as providing demand analysis for commercial vehicle and rail car. For more information about the work of FTR, visit www.ftrintel.com or call us at 888-988-1699 to find out which publications will best support your business.